Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader podcast. And I'm your host and the founder of Blue Pea Pod, Ruth Sanderson. If you want to become a leader of an organization where people feel alive and fully contribute, one that really understands who you are, lets you contribute your talents, live your purpose and make a difference. Listen in now as we share the latest practical ideas and techniques to experience authentic success through leadership. Hello, I'm Ruth Sanderson, and I want to talk about setting boundaries at work. I've been having a variety of conversations with my coaching and mentoring clients, and the reason I want to talk about it is because this is a theme that's been uh, coming up a little bit more often. So I kind of went, Do you know what? I've got to podcast this. Burnout, stress, overwhelm, overworked. These are just a few of the side effects of having our boundaries at work crossed repeatedly. Now, what do I mean by a boundary? So, a boundary is a line or a threshold or a limit. And crossing the boundary is often spoken about, people maybe say it was an infringement or a breach or a violation. Now, we have socially or culturally accepted boundaries we have organisational boundaries and we have personal or individual boundaries. So I'm going to look at individual boundaries for a start. So here are some everyday examples. The food you eat, the company you keep, the environment you live or work in, your workload, work-life balance, Uh, let's do something else, answering emails on a weekend. So I kind of think of it as what am I saying yes to and what am I saying no to? And typically this yes, no is at an unconscious level. So let's take something that happens very frequently in a workplace, meetings. So looking at meetings, do they start and finish on time? Do you turn up and leave on time? Now, if your company cultural norm is that it doesn't matter whether you do this on time, then no boundary has been crossed. However, if your personal norm is that it's not okay to attend a meeting late, then you're going to feel very differently about this. Now, because I've picked something that is mundane, because in one sense, the breaking of these boundaries isn't necessarily going to cause major problems. But it does show you how simple and subjective boundaries can be. And boundary transgressions can have a knock-on effect. So let's look at something larger that can actually genuinely lead to a, a more anxiety or fear or stress or ill health with enough violations. Workload. So we take on a project and the scope creeps. Or we agree service level agreements with clients and they expect or even demand more. And we end up trying to please everybody by working longer, skipping lunch, grabbing takeout on the way home for dinner and then wondering what happened to our work-life balance as well as our health. 
So it's kind of like this this knock-on effect. Uh, I, I call it boundary dominoes. But of course, it's not a new pizza choice, is it? It's basically the result of one boundary being crossed after another, after another. And it's a sign that flexibility can have gone too far. So I'm going to share with you a personal um, learning, personal example. Several years ago, I would answer emails over the weekend and it wasn't because I had nothing better to do, but it was at the request of the sender at something like five o'clock on Friday evening so that they could still deliver on time first thing Monday morning. On holiday, I would respond to email as normal and take phone calls. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Then I realised I wasn't valuing my holiday. So I'd say to clients when scheduling appointments, I'm on holiday that week. And some would reply, well, can we still do the call because this is really important and I'm busy the following week. And I would be feeling as if if I was being inflexible. So I'd say yes. And, you know, (laughs) I want to kind of like slap my forehead here because it's like, what on earth were you thinking, Ruth? Because it's not surprising that I ended up wondering why I was shattered and and either not enjoying my holiday, not getting the benefit out of my holiday. And there were moments where actually what really started creeping in was I wasn't loving what I did with quite the same vim and vigour. Now, once I began to look at my flexibility through a different lens, things shifted. So one of the questions I asked myself was, am I going on vacation Or am I just working in a warmer, sunnier climate? And things got clearer. Because here's the thing. Sometimes it was a case of, well, yeah, primarily I'm going to work in a warmer, sunnier climate. And other times the answer was, oh, no, this is earmarked as a vacation. In which case I really need to treat it as such. So I'm not saying that I never, ever relax this boundary when I'm on holiday, but I'll tell you now, there is a lot more criteria that's got to be met for me to do so. So let me share with something that's a classic that I see um, from leaders on training courses. Now, I know taking time away from the office, there are things that still need to be ha- still need to happen. There's things you still need to keep an eye on. Um, I've got clients who are pulled out of the course for five minutes, an hour. It really doesn't matter. When they step out of the room, then they miss out. And it's choices. I mean, we all make them. Decisions are the norm for leaders. However, there are times when I repeatedly see poor business decisions being made as a result of not setting any boundaries or not reinforcing the ones that are there. I mean, it also shows other things, which is, you know, the degree to which you can delegate. So it's not just a simple, oh, it's this, it's this. But there are times when really it is it is about either not setting boundaries or not maintaining boundaries. And sometimes what we find is we're actually afraid that if we push back, if we say no, or if we ask a few more questions to actually determine should this be something that we really do do, if we if we maintain a boundary, we're afraid that the client will go elsewhere or the promotion will be given to somebody else. And I can honestly say that the only clients or even relationships that I've ever lost through upholding my boundaries were actually a blessing to myself and to the business. In the short term, yep, 
there was a cash flow shift, you know, I'm not saying that it was without moments. However, what I did notice was that these types of clients were replaced by ones who valued boundaries, theirs and mine. Now, there was a true partnership. There was respect for both parties. You see, when I allow somebody to cross a boundary, I let myself down. I put my value as being less than them or their needs or wants. And so I asked myself, why would I do this? What do I think I will lose by not not upholding my boundary? Or at least not discussing my boundary? And very often, the loss is an illusion or it's something temporary. Um, Another way of asking the question might be, what will I experience as a result of ignoring this boundary? And the answer to these questions gives me perspective. They help me check in with things like, is this boundary healthy? Is this boundary now outdated? Is there room for flexibility and under what criteria? In other words, it allows me to make conscious choices and learn and refine. Now, There is a truth here, which is we often co-create boundary violations. Interesting thought, don't you think? Sometimes a little scary. So, in my coaching and mentoring conversations with leaders, as I said, boundaries come up. And and not in a, ooh, I'm having a boundary issue here. But as I listen to them, I can hear that what actually is coming up is a boundary issue. And here's a funny thing. We're not usually taught how to set boundaries. And, as I said earlier, boundaries are also subjective. The line to cross on subject A may not be the same line for you as it would be for me. And, if you don't know what my line is, you won't know you've crossed it, unless I tell you. That said, once you know what the line is, then to cross it, it is a different conversation. Now, as I said, sometimes we have to move the line on a boundary. That's what reflection gives you. And here's something else. Generally speaking, we're pretty lousy at taking the time for reflection. Again, we may be somebody who has the intention for daily reflection, and then we let other stuff take its place. Discipline is different to rigid. You have value. Your team has value. And you can't help them maintain healthy boundaries if you can't. So, if it's time for you to shine the light on your boundaries and reflect on how they're currently serving you, then I would say take the time to look at what you did today. If you do that for a period of 7 to 10 days, you're going to get some ideas on what it is. And you may also think, do you know what? coaching session that's also going to be a valuable investment in helping me explore this and also what I can do about it. So take a few minutes to reflect on the day. What boundaries have you let slide and why? Whether that's from the food you eat to the bad practices you've accepted to things you've said yes to and perhaps the answer should have been no And now decide which boundary is going to help you achieve your desired results. And from there, make your choices 
and make the shift. Until next time.